Hey, dads, tell your kids you love them. Oh, wow. That's we'll start there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think that uh, that parents have such a bigger responsibility than they would ever, ever know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that um, dads with their sons. Yeah. You know, talking yeah. to them about emotions and anger mm-hmm. and where all that comes from is is huge. So now I know there are people listening like, oh, this sissy, uh, how, how are you going to make it out to your lake in your Prius nerd? But, uh, but it's the truth. I mean, it, it, it really is. Cause, cause boys, yeah. teenage boys have no clue how to deal with what's going on yeah. and they think they're angry. And when you break it down, you're like, no, you're embarrassed. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. <laughs> what the I, heck? I, I, I have such mixed feelings when you roll into your auntie, <laughs> Minnesota auntie voice or whatever. Like part of Minnesota me is like, auntie voice. Part of me is like, like yay. Part of me is like, oh, <laughs> she's doing it again. <laughs> And I don't even notice. You don't even know you're doing it. I don't even it. You just notice. go right. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. What the heck? What then? the heck? Mm-hmm. Because we don't talk like that. No, we really don't. No. No. But we don't. That's just yeah. in the movie Fargo. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go first. Okay. It's just funny. They're um, both. These are both. I'm very proud. <laughs> yeah. Lighthearted. Of the happiness we're bringing. Yes. Even with the what the heck. Yes. Okay. So a Belgian farmer recently accidentally moved the French border. Um, And this made me laugh. So what the heck? Apparently a guy can just move the border. Um, The line is marked with a big stone and it was in his way. So he moved it. Awesome. (laughs) A historian happened to be out hiking and noticed that it wasn't where it belonged. Apparently this stone was put in place in 1819. It's been there for a little while. Wow. Yep. Um, The move made France a little bit smaller and Belgium a little bit bigger. A whole seven and a half feet. Start of World War III. Yeah. Right here. Um, But apparently... If the guy doesn't put it back, like the <gasps> farmer, if he cool. doesn't if he doesn't move it back, they have to summon what's called the border commission, and it is a thing that hasn't been in use since 1930. So wow. like, they, it's kind of a big deal if he doesn't put the dang stone back. So they're hoping that he'll just do that without them having to intervene. I'm guessing most of the commission isn't alive anymore, so it'll <laughs> no, be no, no. it's gonna be real <laughs> it's weird. Have to like, what do we do? What do we do? How do we even do we this? We need to have a border commission election. Yes. <laughs> The whole thing. Yeah. So, like, I guess the the mayors across the fence, you know, were, it's not a fence. Yes. They're stone. The mayors from the towns across the border were, like, you know, kind of going back and forth right. and joking. Like, ha, it was, ha, ha. nobody was pissed or right. whatever, but no. it was like, ha, huh, we're bigger now. And, like, anyway, it's a little bit of an ego thing, and we I need to put the rock awesome. back. Yeah. So. It's, uh, it's very interesting because we all have this, right? Because we all have, prop- well, not we all, those of us who own property, like physical, real property. Yeah. Um, we think we know where the line is. Oh gosh. 
Like, yeah, but no. it's it's almost never where you think it is. Right. You're off by a foot. It yes. goes weird and crooked in the corner. Yes. Um, uh-huh. So I could see how this could happen. I just my what the heck was really just that the border could be moved by a man. <laughs> like it's a rock well, that a farmer could move. Uh, I feel like maybe you're maybe need something. I, but have, whatever. Have it's you ever? Um, I'm gonna make a plug for. Have you ever watched a show called How the States Got Their Shapes? No, but you have mentioned yes. this before, yeah, and I need it. to watch it. Yes, it's great because it explains all these weird little yes. angles. And there was one on the a Canadian America Canada America yeah. Canada, but whatever. Yeah. You know I knew what where I mean. you were going. <laughs> um, and you know it looks straight, but if you zoom in, like on on Google or whatever, like it zigzags all over the place because the people who put the line there were using chains and sticks. Like they had like. <laughs> So That's like how they, they measured it out. They're lines. like, as far as we can see, it was straight today. Sure. And yeah. then it's a little crooked the next day or they go over a hill. Sure. Anyway. Well, oh, that's, that's funny. That's funny. What okay. the heck? Yeah, what the heck? Belgium. All right. What do you got? <laughs> Sorry, I'm still stuck on the border thing. <laughs> Honestly, this is the kind of thing that you would read about in a history book from 100 years ago that this is what started, started a, war. a war. Yeah, for sure. Because they're like, you move the border. And they're like, and it was like, it's only seven and a half feet, but that would legit be enough back be enough. in the day to make a big deal. Anyway. It was really funny to me. <sighs> All right. Mine is, my what the heck was... <laughs> Did you see this? I did. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, it's a Minnesota one because yep. at the MSP airport last week, a nine-year-old boy was recovered uninjured from the conve- conveyor belt luggage handling system. Oh, man. So apparently he was going to on a trip. He was with a big group. So there's like 20 people or whatever. Sure. And um, he wanted to know where the bags go, which <laughs> I think is totally fair question. So he dove. That's legit. Yeah. Quote, dove onto the bag belt as it left the ticketing lobby. Um, yeah. First of all, that's amazing. That's like yeah. every child's dream is to, where do those bags go? They right. go through that we little door. See. Where does yes. it, And then they just disappear. And I've seen enough, like, you know, we watched uh, in movies, even in like the, the Santa Claus, the, yeah. you know, where they're like going through the conveyor belt. Yes. That looks like a lot of fun. Yep. Uh-huh. Anyway, so actually my what the heck part is that <laughs> there was this, my real what the heck was a statement by the airport. Um, Hogan, I don't. I must have cut the first name off, but the airport spokesman said that the incident will likely lead to a review of the baggage system security safeguards to see if more needs to be done to prevent similar incidents from happening again. What the heck? Like, yeah. this is not an epidemic. This is no. a problem with our society is that... One kid, which probably, let's be honest, there's probably more of them that have sure. done this. It's probably happened Also, lots. some people who work there, I guarantee you have ridden on this thing. Oh, for sure. Um, but their response is like, oh no, we'll have to do a, you know, we'll have to review our security procedures. Almost no one ever does I this. I truly cannot see how it would even be possible to do this. Like where they weigh your bags right. and like take them behind themselves. Right. Like to get through there was Pretty amazing that he was even got where he I did. I mean, so, they use the word dove. He dove yeah, through the thing. Yeah, so like, like it's it's not yeah. really something that no. is likely to ever happen. I think you're doing just fine, MSP. Yeah. You do not have to put it. Nope. If you if I have to do another layer of security to bring my <laughs> bags to the check counter, I'm going to lose it. my mind. <laughs> but anyway, so he was fine, uninjured. It was great. What the heck? And he has a cool story to tell. Oh, forever. Forever. Forever and ever. That's really fun. Made me think of uh, Kevin from- Yeah. From Home Alone. That seems like a Kevin thing. Uh Uh-huh. It really does. Where's Kevin? (laughs) What the heck? What the heck? (laughs) Okay, so what you're about to hear is our conversation with Chad Daniels. 
Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels is a Fergus Falls native um, who has lived all over the United States, currently resides again in the Fergus Falls area, and is a stand-up comedian. Yeah. So this is part of our story mapping project, and we just wanted to you know, talk to him about that experience and how rural life shaped what he does and who he is. This conversation was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, like all of the ones that we've been doing, it was not long enough, but it'll probably no. be plenty long for you. Yeah. <laughs> you can find out more about Chad at chaddaniels.com. Um, he is working on a, a short tour this spring, so you might be able to find tickets for his show. You can also see his show. Um, there's a couple on Amazon Prime, which I was not aware of. Otherwise, you can check out his podcast as well. Yes, he has a podcast called Middle of Somewhere that puts out weekly episodes, mostly with uh, another comedian friend of his and also lots, lots of interesting interviews. Yeah. And listen to our conversation. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Stop jumping ahead. Stop jumping ahead. I'm so excited. I'm just very excited. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm very excitable and I'm very excited. <laughs> Tammy. We are just super excited because we are here with a fabulous guest and we were both kind of just like a little bit shocked when he agreed to I was like, not. You were not? No, I wasn't at all. Okay, I was That's like, whoa. Lie. I was super shocked. You were, yeah. <laughs> Liar. Which is... Because it feels like he's a little famous in our neck of the woods. He isn't. And we are just, and we are just little, you know, newbies to this world. But anyway, yeah. we are here with Chad Daniels tonight. Yep. And as part of our Rethos project, yep. um, going to have a little chit chat. Not in an interview, because we don't do that. We That's really too formal. That, but it's kind mm-hmm. of like that. Yeah, conversation. Um, I Now that we say that out loud, that we were excited and maybe surprised, that's sort of rude to you, isn't it? Like, that we're like, oh, he would... Oh, I don't think so. I mean, He's you know, cool. we used to uh, spend time together. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> I was wondering... I, I was wondering I if some of this... I need probably to know But it hadn't... That. But, it, uh, you know, I think more recently, we just ran into each other at the clinic, and that was about it. Yeah, what, what? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You were there for a checkup. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and you were uh, I was having blood drawn. Great. Trying to figure some stuff out. And there you go. So, there you go. You know, so <clears throat> I understand it's nerve wracking to ask anybody to do a favor these days. Yeah, well, it, it you, is you surprising, no though, like how many people will, I mean, almost like lots of people say yes to almost anything. Like, not almost anything. I shouldn't say Here's that. what's great. After we reached out to you, he reached out to you, and you said yes. We were like, we should reach out to the governor. <laughs> so well, we went straight from you right? to the governor. That was our level. That was our that was our next get step. Biden on. Was That's probably, we could get him. <laughs> could most likely. You guys are yeah. really uh, <laughs> we're jumping the shark. Right we're, away. I think we're, so. we're dreaming real big now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, um, we're excited. So, yeah. so we're having Chad Daniels on. Yep. Um, if you are not aware, uh, Chad Daniels is a Fergus Falls native. True. Um, and has been. You're doing. You do. You're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're pretty funny. <laughs> I think that's subjective. So I'm going to just sit here and look at you. Yep. <laughs> just let it be. Just let it simmer. I have had people laugh just, at me. Yeah. I've had people not <laughs> laugh. Yes. So there you go. There you go. Um, and so where, if you, have you let, so this would be, this would hurt. This would be great. Have you ever listened to our show ever? I have not only because I only heard about it when you asked me. That's fantastic. Because <laughs> I, I don't. It. I don't listen to podcasts. I listen to one podcast. <laughs> one, and it's yours. It's absolutely not mine. I can't listen to my own voice. No. So I listen to Malcolm Gladwell's oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Revisionist History. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. That's a great that's podcast. Great. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually, that's actually great. I love that you're like, I've never heard of it before. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't do a lot. I don't know a lot of comedians. I go on the road and people are like, oh, you know this guy, right? Nope. 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 I live in Fergus Falls on purpose so I can <laughs> unplug and not have to know all the stuff. Well, there you go. Right. So, uh, uh, and we'll probably get to 
we'll probably get to some of that stuff. Yeah. So if you are listening, this is part of a project that we're doing with this Rethos organization where uh, we're doing a story mapping. And, and the point is to just have conversations with people who are either from a rural area who moved away, or maybe they moved, you know, from a, a more urban area and back and, and just kind of talk about people's experiences shifting gears like that. And sure. so uh, we, you know, we came up with you because you've been around more places than we have. Okay. And so can you just tell us a little, like, give us your bio, like if you're, give us your bio, if somebody doesn't know anything about you. Uh, born at the hospital, not too far from here. Where we met at the clinic. Absolutely. Nice. Yep. Yeah, that's why I go back every once in a while. I wasn't getting <laughs> yes. my blood drawn. I'm you're just checking it out. Sorry to tell you that. but right. uh, And then started uh, doing stand-up comedy. In, I mean, I say the official start was in Minneapolis. Sure. Um, at the Acme Com- at Acme Comedy okay. Company's Company. open mic. Did yep. you did you graduate from Fergus? Like I did. You were yeah. born and raised the whole the yep. whole way here. Yeah. Okay. I, was like, I was like, hold on, you skipped like a whole lot of years. You went. Oh, you, I didn't know you, you wanted the whole. You, thing. Well, we don't need the whole thing. Okay. But, you know, a little less of Betty a Betty Royal was my kindergarten teacher, <laughs> and I see her at the golf Mrs. course quite a bit, Royal. and I love it so That's much. That's fantastic. Wow. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so graduated from here and then attempted college Okay. and just didn't take, I'm yeah. not a real sit down and learn guy. Did you, did you attempt, was there... Was it just like you went to college because that's what you did or you were going to go to biology or? I mean, I've said this before, but I went in and I thought I'd really love to be a lawyer. And then I saw Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt and I thought, I really just want my hair long. Oh, <laughs> So I didn't have a lot of direction. That's <laughs> no. what I'm okay, saying. Yeah. Um, so I, I went to the community college here and uh, did not graduate, but I am very good at ping pong. Nice. <laughs> Um, because of that and tech mobile, <laughs> I was, I was about to ask him like, those are not, they don't yeah. necessarily go together. We're right. They yeah. had a ping pong table yeah. and I spent most of my time there and then, um, you know, took some odd jobs, followed, uh, a girlfriend, future wife, future ex-wife to, um, Minneapolis. She was going there for her, uh, master's PhD program in sure. biology and genetics. And then when I was down there, I was, you know, waiting tables, doing that kind of stuff. And then, uh, just, just went for it one day and started doing stand-up. And um, six months after I started doing stand-up, I went to Grand Forks, North Dakota to be the house MC at a comedy club up there, which means you MC all the shows. And um, this isn't normal, but I also had to host karaoke after the shows. Oh, they which, had karaoke after the shows. Right. Oh. So after getting stared at <laughs> by all these people that came every week, to see different people, but I was the only constant. I would have to get up and then sing two songs to get people in the mood for karaoke. Oh, wow. It, it took two songs, huh? Always. Wow. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> Grand Forks, UND, is, yeah. a, is a pretty big Greek school. Mm-hmm. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of sororities and fraternities, and that was uh, a pain in the, the rear end. For, for your work-wise. Well, right. I mean, it's just a right. bunch of people using their mom and dad's credit card right. to be jerks to everyone else around them, oh, yeah. and especially the karaoke host, oh. who, was, you were a target. who was older than them and uh, not in a very powerful position mm-hmm. to do yeah. anything. So, you know, you feel like a little bit of a doormat. It was a long six months. I mean, so here's a story that... I don't know if it's funny or tragic <laughs> or what it is, Probably but I, re- both. I remember flipping out after one show, just losing my mind. Uh-huh. And I go and I'm staying in this basically my motel room was about as big as the studio. Okay. With a bed in it. 
And I also had brought a heavy bag up there. So I go to my room and just taking out frustration on my heavy bag. And then I lay down on my bed cause I'm exhausted. And then my friends run over that the staffers that work there that I'm still friends with today ran over and my um, shades were drawn so they couldn't see anything. They could only see a silhouette of something swinging. Oh no. Oh, they busted no the door way. down. Yeah. They oh, busted the door wow. down because uh, they were like, I, this is a little worse than we thought. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You laugh anyway. Right. Yes. Because you, wow. what do you do? It's like funeral giggles. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I did that. And then a lot of the headliners that came through ended up bringing me on the road uh, oh. after that, which was really nice to kind of get so me That's a good started. place to make contacts, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then... Um, Started doing stuff on my own, but also anywhere I went would would meet. Um, if I was the middle guy, a lot of comedy shows are three people. There's the MC, sure. there's the feature, and then there's the headliner, and in that order. So I would be the feature, the middle guy, and then I would meet headliners, and then they would bring me on the road with them too. And um, so I've had a lot of help. I mean, yeah. you know, I sometimes I have a tendency to overlook the work that was put in and just go, I'm so lucky. Yeah. But I did have a ton of help, and there's no doubt about that. Sure. Yeah. And you're back in Fergus now. I am back in Fergus. Yeah. yeah. We've been here for, let's see, Olivia was two. She's probably 15 years, I guess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So you, you were, you were traveling around, you're doing this stuff somewhere in there. You got married. Correct. Well, yeah. I got, I get married pretty quickly. So, um, the girlfriend yep. that I followed down to Minneapolis, yeah. I worked out three weeks into my six month, um, house MC ship. Mm -hmm. she called and said, well, I'm, we're having a baby. Oh, and I said, I Congratulations. will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I said, he's 21 now. I said, uh, I will come back. Congratulations. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, so I said, Hey, I'll pack my stuff. It's barely unpacked. I'll come back. And she said, no, 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 I won't need you really till the third trimester. So go do that. I know it's something you want to do. And if you can come back on, um, your off days, that would be great. Wow. I mean, so just to get, just to get ahead of this, because I, I will bring up stories like this constantly. Yeah. Young comedians ask me, how did you not move to LA or New York? And I'm like, here's what you need to do. You need to find a uh, partner that has all this, gives you all the support in the world and then watches two little kids while you go off and basically yep. yeah. play funny. Sure. And go to movies and, right. you know, good time. well, I mean, yeah, you can't work the whole time no. and then you don't want to just sit there cause you feel bad. So it is, it is a weird lifestyle to mm -hmm. know that someone is there doing that for you. So that's what you have to find. And, you know, good luck. It doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, huge shout out to her for, for yeah. me still getting to do this. Yeah. That, that is, that's amazing. That was when, as soon as you, when you said, oh, I won't, you know, I don't need your th third trimester. I'm like, oh. Right then, you were like, "I need to marry that woman." Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like, mean, I mean, you know, we had dated forever and ever, so sure. so the plan was always new. to do that. Yeah, right. But um, you know, that just kind of sped it up a little bit, and and uh, at the wedding, I got to hold my son up like Simba from Lion Aww. King in front of everybody, oh. even after I was told not to. <laughs> how are you not gonna? Do, how? <laughs> Did, yeah. you, did your wife tell you not to do that? Oh, no, absolutely not. Okay. I was, I was about to say, I'm like, how did she go from super I, supportive to like, how could she oh, assume no, no, you no. are not going to no, do that? I, she knew. I, I think what was happening was it was it was some people in the church were saying, yes, you can push him down in a buggy, but let's just kind of not make it the focus. Oh, and I was like, yeah. the thing. he is the focus. Well, yeah. no kidding. He's, uh, right. he's yeah. my son. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool. 
Okay. So totally changing gears, but before I forget the question, um, (laughs) were you always like the funny guy or where did the comedy thing come from? Were you like the class clown or just like you really liked being funny or where did that come from? I was class clown, Okay, but not all comedians are class clown. A lot of people will say, you know, I wasn't even close to class clown. I was just nerdy, whatever. Yeah. Um, I was voted always in the office and class clown. Those are my two senior two things. Yeah. Interesting. Um, (laughs) you know, what did you get? You had to have been voted something. Yeah, I was probably like the most boy crazy or something. I don't even remember. I know, something real dumb. I was most huggable. Aw. Well, <laughs> I know. we'll prove that after the show. <laughs> yes, because I'd like to point out, we are both fully vaccinated. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, anyway. Oh, Sorry. all three of us. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. All three of us are fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember where I was. What was I talking about? Um, like class clown. the funny thing came from, oh, where did class it come from? Yeah. So, well, I, I think it came from my family. I have a very funny family. My mother is one of the greatest storytellers that I've ever met in my life. And I, you know, I've met a lot of storytellers. Yeah. So, uh, and she's, she is still on the top of the list. Uh, my dad was very witty, very funny. Uh, my grandpa, I just think I, I came from very snappy good stock. Yeah. Sharp people. Yeah. And it was all always about laughing and, um, when I was younger, I used to stay up and watch A&E's Evening at the Improv. Oh, and yeah. I, and any time I would check the lo, you know, check your local listings of uh, of late, like the talk shows. Mm-hmm. And so if there was a comedian on, I would stay up for those. I was just fascinated <laughs> with someone speaking into a mic all by themselves and then getting people to laugh. Hmm. So uh, I think that's what did it. You know, I mean, I since I was just a little, little boy, that's it. I want, that's what I wanted to be. And I remember, um, a classmate of mine who still lives in town, his name's Ben. Um, he used to keep score. There was another <laughs> classmate of her name is Heather. And in Mr. Carpenter's class, nice. we wow, would just local name dropping. Like crazy. absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> Why not? Um, this is flyover lad. That's right. Uh, so not, don't go, don't go into your radio, your morning show voice. <laughs> Oh, that's not what I meant to do, <laughs> but yes, I... What, you, what uh, Moose, Moose in the Morning. Moose in the Morning. Yeah. That's uh, a character yeah. I do on my oh, podcast. Yeah, it's good. Uh, is it? No. No, it is not. <laughs> but it is But it is it's, so accurate. It, I laugh every time, but I hate it. Yeah. Be- because it's... So, so if you haven't listened... So your podcast is what's your... Uh, is middle of, middle somewhere. of Somewhere. Yep. Um, and you do this bit where you basically pretend to be a, a morning radio show guy. Right. So and, it's, it started because I was having to have guests on because my co-host has a back injury yeah. and, uh, in order to get into their stories, every single, not every single, a lot of morning radio hosts, they will just say something like, Oh, uh, so I'll uh, just uh, pick a name here. So Scott, tell me about, uh, that time you climbed a mountain and, uh, <laughs> And rolled all the yep. way down in a helicopter at it comes. And it's, how would you possibly right. know that unless they gave you a list? Right, right. Exactly. So then I do that stupid yeah. character yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so it is annoying as can be. But it is spot on. It is accurate. It is accurate, which is why I don't <laughs> listen to morning radio ever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're in Mr. So, yeah. Carpenter's class. And, and Heather and I used to go back and forth. And I would have to burn her 10 times. And she would have to burn me two times. Oh, for the win. That was was like the, yeah, the odds. And so, and then Ben would keep score. Anytime Ben laughed at something that one of us (laughs) said, he would mark one down. That's awesome. And I just, uh, it it makes me laugh because I look back at that stuff and I just think, were you 
sharpening your skills this whole time or what were you doing because yeah. right. i you know i wasn't paying attention i know that <laughs> i was gonna say what you did you learn from and, mr and, carpenter and, you know, and i book. love mr carpenter yeah. he's yeah. one of my favorite teachers of all time so um yeah so yeah. that's mr carpenter was uh, one of those teachers who i eminently respect and he's a fan and i probably learned a lot from him but i learned nothing in his classes like we sure. didn't we didn't do anything it was mostly but we were apparently learning at the same time okay but well good um did you, so were you in, did you play hockey? I did not. You did not play hockey. No, I played hockey when I was very young, played basketball. I didn't like practice. That was a big problem for me. <laughs> why? Uh, and why don't we like practice? Well, it's just cause it's, it's not a game. Yeah. Right. It's like, gonna, What's the point? You're going to learn at me. You learn at me. You're going <laughs> to yell at me. Cause I ran over here <laughs> when you wanted me to run over there, but I was more open over here. I don't have time for that. It's time. Saturday. Yeah. It's Saturday. Yeah. So do you practice your comedy though? I mean, is that... Uh, I mean, shows are practice, That's pretty I guess. much how it is. Yeah. You don't, you're not standing in front of a mirror. No, I don't do that. I used to when I started. Sure. To get everything kind of memorized in it. But um, I now it's 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 reps for shows. Like I was just in Denver and it was half capacity. Yeah. And so when the show sold out, I, let's add another one. Let's add another one so I could. Do more. Yeah, because I'm, I'm writing a new hour. So you kind of need the reps. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a long time to be up on stage all by yourself. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a weirdo like that. <laughs> it's like people go, hey, get a partner. We should play beanbags. I go, why don't we play one-on-one? So I don't have to depend <laughs> on a partner. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> let's, if you want to find out who's better at bags, let's not, put, let's not <laughs> add partners into this. Let's just go running. one-on-one. Yeah. So you just mentioned that you were in Denver, and I'm assuming like you perform. What, what is it called? It's not like. It's not like. It works. A, <laughs> no, 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 like, what is it called as a comedian? Like, you don't play. Like, when you're a band, you play. Don't a sh- you just you do play a show. A, you play. I, a- I'm doing a show. Yeah, I guess so. Sorry, that's a really weird question, this but that's where I'm my mind went. Where this is going, but-, but anyway, um, so you in in major urban areas, whatever. Mm-hmm. Does your rural location and your upbringing here, like, is that a bit that people in big cities? laugh at like the movie Fargo, right? Like we get made fun of a little bit because you know, that world Midwest a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Does that give you some material, this rural culture or what do you, what, how does that shape what you do? I don't normally go rural urban. Okay. Um, I worked very hard to get rid of any traces of an accent. Okay. Um, only because, you know, I've seen people do that. I have a friend who is extremely successful. She's a voice on a Hulu show right now. And her act, she just has a very thick Minnesota, Wisconsin accent. Sure. Okay. And when it, it works wonders for her, she's very funny. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I don't normally play that. I mean, you know, I will mention where I live. Sure. I will say, you know, if I'm talking about a bit with my daughter when I was chasing her on Cleveland field and she didn't know it was me, but I thought she knew it was me. And oh, she was walking no. the dog because I had a big, I had a big parka on and my furry winter hat. Right. And scare the crap out of her. Oh, I yeah. sure did. I mean, yeah. her logic and my logic could not have been more or off. off. Right. Yeah. She turned and saw me, started jogging, and I was like, oh, she saw me, so, so now she, she's now exercising she's the dog. Right, yeah, right. And so I started jogging behind her. Then she turned and started running. I go, really? You're just not going to let me catch up? <laughs> and the whole time she was losing her mind. Oh. <laughs> and I, I had no clue until right. the end of it. So Wow. 
Oh, so you yeah. have to, I mean, so you have to mention that to set up the, I mean, like where you're, where you're at and. Um, yeah. It's weird if you don't tell yeah. them where you live, if you're like, I put on a parka and a giant furry hat. They're like, oh, cool. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> Sounds a little warm for Los Angeles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so you mentioned Los Angeles and you, you mentioned people asking you like, why don't you, you know, why don't you live there? You did live in California for a while, correct? We, so I moved there before, once before I did stand up. Oh. See, I, I got to fill in all these holes. I got to go back and backfill all these holes. Yeah. So when I turned 21, um, I moved to Los Angeles or okay. not, not even Los Angeles. I learned to, I, I moved to, um, oh, what do they we, call it? We in, won't know. In, it's called <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. Nice. So, so, uh-huh. so here's why I moved there because it's funny. No, <laughs> because when I, in between my junior and senior year, I was asked by uh, the youth pastor at Bethel Church in town, Hill, Hillcrest, yep. which is just, I just drove by to there Rancho to get here. Yeah. I, w- I was wondering if these were going to, I'm okay, I want to. And he, he asked uh, myself and a friend of mine, Sam, and a friend of mine, Evan, and we were all a little rough around the edges. And <laughs> he said, do you want to go to California this summer and teach Bible school? And I said, and you said, wow. yeah, I want to go to California. I said, I want, yeah, basically I want to go to California. And I said, but are you sure you want me for this? I just, cause I had just gotten in big trouble for breaking pot machines in town. And I just explained all that to him. Yeah. And he goes, that's exactly why I want you. Oh, you know, nice. he, he was talking about, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not fairly religious anymore, but he was talking about, you know, Jesus being a fisher of men and all, everyone's right. rough around the edges. So that, that's how he got me. And I went there, I met all these fantastic people and it was in Rancho Cucamonga. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So then I moved back there. I, I got in touch with someone that I'd known from there and I lived with them for a while. It started off, I was just going to live with him until I found my own place. And then I ended up living with living him there. forever. Yeah. Um, and then I met, uh, you know, one of my best friends in the world, he's the best man in my wedding and I was the best man in his wedding. So when I out there, um, then I moved back. Then went back to Minnesota or did you I move- came back to Fergus. I remember. Oh, you did. Yeah. Cause I think it was, I was 21. So, so some of my friends were still going to the community college yeah. because they had wow. study habits like myself. <laughs> right. And that's what you can do when yeah. you go to the community college. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, so I came back here and didn't really have a lot of direction. Um, and then the next time I moved to California, it was for three weeks and it was just, we rented a house. It was with, uh, it's when I, both my kids were alive uh-huh. and, um, with my ex-wife <laughs> and we moved out there for three weeks. We rented a house in Oxnard, California. And I just drove down. We were across the street from the beach and I, my, my agency at the time was saying, you gotta move out here. Yeah. You have to. And I mm-hmm. said, well, I'll come out here for three weeks, prove it to my family that it will be worth it. Right. And then I had one audition in 21 days. Wow. That doesn't seem like a lot. It's not I'm worth not it. Industry, no, because so when I used to fly out there for a week, I would have 10. Sure. Just because I was there. They knew I was going to be there for that week. Right. But I think when you're there, they just assume you can do it you whenever. You can do it whenever. So we moved back. And um, before we went out there, we were living in St. Peter. Okay. Um, my ex was teaching at Gustavus. Okay. And then we uh, moved back here because she got a job at the community college where I failed. Nice. Out of. She got a job there. Sweet. Uh, and it was great because my mom is here, her whole family is here, and there was just a lot of help with the kids. And, and again, that was one of those things where she was doing it all 
to yeah. let me to let me go to out let on you the do road. Your thing. So then I said, "Hey, check the community college website and see if there's anything." And when she looked, it was basically what they were looking for was her was her resume without her name on it. Wow, yep. so cool. Yeah, awesome. it was awesome. It was it was just fantastic how it worked out. And that was 15 years ago. Yep. Okay. And then you just, you kept doing your stand up and traveling around and yeah, you know, raising inter- your family, internet and airplanes. <laughs> yeah. Internet you can, and you airplanes. Can do whatever you want. Well, it's pretty much it. Yep. Um, do you, sorry, go ahead. No, you're no. fine. Well, I'm just totally going to skip to something else then. Um, okay. internet and airplanes and COVID, like how has that impacted your work? Well, it shut it down for a year. Yeah. Um, this is going to sound horrible. I was <laughs> born for not working. Okay. I loved it so much. You don't mind at all. I love stand-up comedy. Yeah. Right. There are few things on planet Earth that I love more than getting to perform. Yeah. Um, Ex- which one is not working? That's the correct. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, my family. <laughs> yeah. Is is after uh, not working is in there <laughs> is 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 up there. Yes. So. Uh, I really had a year to kind of reset my priorities. Sure. I was taking now, now I feel like I was taking too much work because you never want to let that payday Mm -hmm. go. You know, Mm -hmm. they send you the contract and you're like, Oh man, why would I not do this? Right. And you know, now I've made some different rules for myself after this. I had such a fun summer. We didn't go anywhere. I mean, we have a little tiny lake cabin and we just stayed there all summer. Yeah. You know? And oh, no. it, it was really wonderful. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it sucks that so many bad things happen yeah. to so many people. Yep. We just kind of stayed on our own and, and focused on the core. Yeah. And it was really, really great. So you weren't one of those people who were hustling, trying to come up with uh, online shows and doing like, I mean, there was a lot of people who pivoted in that, in, you know, in entertainment industry in that yeah. direction where they're like, we got to figure out something else. You're oh, like, of course. Nope, I'm out. Yeah. I think people want to feel relevant. I feel like there were a lot of people, not just in, in show business, but everywhere that lost some of their identity. Right. And mm-hmm. that is a big, big gut punch. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you, when you lose 33% of yourself or whatever it is, sure. it, it's horrible and you don't know how to, you know, fill that back up. I just filled it up. I was like, oh, that's done for now. <laughs> so now my side. other identity, I'm going full strength. Yeah. Um, and, and it was great. And plus, you know, you have 500 people in a room. If a table isn't laughing, mm-hmm. I will let them know I think it's unacceptable. <laughs> so could you imagine me doing a Zoom show with muted, <laughs> oh, muted gosh, people? No, no way. No. Yeah. I've heard horror stories of people going, yeah, some guy just made mac and cheese and then ate it and he chews with his mouth open during the show and he wouldn't mute it so everyone could hear it. Oh my gosh. Oh my I just, gosh. That's no. not even stand up. No. 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 Wow. And 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 believe, I understand people have to make money and they have to do all of that yeah. stuff. Another great reason to call Fergus Falls home. <laughs> my mortgage is about $4 a month. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we were just, we kept going to my mom's every month and looking in couch cushions and we made Shake it. some stuff out. Absolutely. It'd be, it'd be just yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, oh, now I just lost it. Mm, that's fine. 
That's is fine. that when you started your podcast, like during the pandemic, or was that going before? Old. Oh, okay. Yeah we, we, yeah, we started before. Oh, I'm a horrible person. I did not know that. I don't think you're. Okay. How does that make you a horrible person? Well, oh, like no. I should have probably yeah. known that before you came here. If she, that makes you a horrible person, then I have some real bad stuff to talk about. <laughs> she is a horrible person, but not for that. Not because of, I got gotcha. you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that was going on before. So you kept doing that. It was, but we the, did keep it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, did you do that which remotely, or us. did you? Is your your? We did it remotely. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we. Which even that's hard. We have a great producer. It is. Yeah. We have a great producer. Um, my co-host, like I said, has some back issues mm-hmm. and some just kind of all the way up. I mean, head yeah. head to toe. And so that has been a little difficult with the scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, we try to make it work because it does ultimately bring us joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is fun to do. Yeah. And it is not, uh, just just a heads up, it is not clean like yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's we fine. Do, we do curse and, and say naughty things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's fun. Literally and figuratively. Uh, yeah. So, yes. so my friend Cy, that's who the co-host is, we used to call each other once a week and we would just laugh and laugh and laugh at the stories we right. were telling from the road. And we're like, we have to... Let's record. Right, let's just record this. Yeah. And then we have uh, since then, I mean, run out of stories 60 episodes ago, but we keep Yeah. We just keep going anyway. <laughs> now we keep just picking on one another and the people that have stuck around seem to right, enjoy it. They're still so enjoying awesome. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are the kinds of things like that we keep saying it all the time. We started so we didn't start this because we laugh and laugh and laugh all the time, but we started this primarily when the lockdown happened. So when we started about a year ago, okay. uh, and yeah. when lockdown happened, um we were going back and forth about like the politics of it and like this is going on or whatever. And so finally I was just like, we should just start a podcast and talk about this. This sounds like fun. Sure. And we did it and we keep doing it. People are listening and they enjoy it too, but we keep doing it because we enjoy doing (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's where it has to be. If you're not having fun, there's there's no point in doing it. And even if you get those messages, Oh, we love it. You helped us through the the (laughs) lockdown, all that stuff. That's very nice. But if you're miserable, Right. People can listen to. to And I would love, I'm going to tell you right now, this is. You like it? Top five professional studios I've ever been. I'm not even kidding you (laughs) when I tell you that. That's super fun. Well, uh, you're welcome to come use it anytime you want. Um, And I'm actually being. You just messed up. No, no, no. Well, okay, not any shit. I mean, you know, except (laughs) for for when we're using it, but yes. Wow. Honestly, um, because there are, there are. One of the things that's cool about Fergus, and I'm sure there are other places, but one of the things I like about Fergus is there's just tons of people who are doing cool, creative things all the time. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And like, I this was supposed to be a playhouse for my children. Sure. Um, and then we got tired of using blanket forts. <laughs> and, right. We were <laughs> so, we were doing this at, on, under blankets, it, and we did it remotely and all this stuff. And so I'm like, forget it. I have this space. So we built it out this spring, and, and it was probably my of all. I've done a lot of house projects. This is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bet. it's totally absurd like why why do i have why this would you have a studio in your backyard I think yeah. it's not because it brings you joy exactly it's so much fun and then it turned out that um it worked out nice my kids have used it for uh doing the distance learning they come in here and record nice. stuff for their school it's great that's great but i'm serious like if you want to come use it it's great well i appreciate that yeah there are there we'll are it up. a lot of people in this town like you said that are doing really creative really fun things, even yeah. people buying restaurants and, and turning them around yeah. and yeah. Re- like Stella's is, you know, they're rebuilding the venue next door. They yes. Have an, uh, yeah. backs, Those are uh, our list of questions for you. The backyard. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane what they're doing over yeah. there. Um, well, now I'm glad they brought that in up. a good way. In, in a good, <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's in insane a good in a good way. Good yeah. 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 I'm glad you brought that up. Cause actually, so 
Uh, if you didn't know, the reason that you we even re- reached out to you is because we when we were celebrating our birthday, our one year birthday, and we went to nice. Stella's. Uh, for the for the show, yeah. and while we were there, uh, Mr. Carlson yeah. came out and was like, "Hey, uh, love your show." And so then he was telling us all about what he's doing. So you're somehow so they're doing this, making a venue next door in Battle Lake, right? It's and like you're a, somehow it's, wound up in that. And I want to know, yeah, more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So they've built basically a mini fine line. Uh, from Minneapolis. Okay. The, the, the fine line. Uh, We're not hip. Yeah. We don't know what that means. Okay. Well, it's, like, a, it's a great I'm music. It's a great music you, venue. But... It's a great music venue. Okay. We got, we got a tour so I can, I can picture yes. it in my head. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's cool. Ryan wants to, Ryan Carlson wants to bring so many fun, entertaining things mm-hmm. to Battle Lake and to Stella's. And uh, I'm very excited for him. So I said, well, I'll just book some people. My cabin is 10 minutes from there. Sure. And I'll book this summer. I'll book three of my friends. We'll go. So June 5th is one of them. It's Joe Zimmerman. He's outstandingly funny. Well, they all are. (laughs) And then Fritz Nothnagel is July 10th. And then August 7th is Kevin Bozeman. And they've all had, you know, specials and they all, they all have all this stuff going for them. And they agreed to come. Because, so cool. because of you. Well, no, no, no. I, I don't know about that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, they can did. take some credit. Yeah. yeah. They agreed to come to hang out at the cabin and do some shows. I mean, they're getting paid, so let's not forget about right. that. Sure. Right. It's not free. But yeah, we're going to hang out and it's going to be, it's going to be great. They're going to spend, you know, four or five days here. Fritz is going to spend a week here with his family. The next weekend is his birthday. So it's just, it's really fun to have opportunities to bring, because how else do you get comedians? Yeah. Out of Fergus Falls. I mean, right. It's, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it has to be. Uh, and I know there have been comedians here. I'm not saying Fergus sucks and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is it is difficult to get them. We're off the beaten path. So, yeah, right. To to drive here, right. basically. Yeah. We're so. on the way to Fargo. So you might be able to land somebody for a Thursday night show. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're coming through or whatever it is. I do think it's really cool how some of these smaller lake communities. I mean, I consider Fergus to be small. You keep telling me it's a regional hub, whatever. It's a it's regional small. hub. Yeah, it's pretty small. <laughs> but like some of the surrounding even smaller communities that are in more kind of in lakes areas um, are doing some really cool art stuff, like yeah. bringing in, mm-hmm. bringing in shows or musicians or whatever, like even just actual, you know, print art folks, whatever, just they're, they're doing a lot of creative stuff that I think is really cool. And it's pulling in people that maybe wouldn't explore mm-hmm. here. I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you, you can even get, they're pulling in, but they're also using locals. Yeah. I went across yeah. the street from cells once to the rusty nail. Try the Buffalo shrimp. Nice. <laughs> you have been hypnotized. It is amazing. Please try it. Uh, but they had just a, a local guy doing covers and he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Such a great musician. So yeah. there's a lot of things to do. Yeah. And I would suggest getting out and doing them mm-hmm. doing those because, things. you know, if you don't, I mean, I understand you want to be outside in the summer, but yeah. Try some stuff. Well, that's so cool about like Stella's too and a couple of other places. Like we have a couple of breweries who have done outdoor spaces in, mm-hmm. in town here too, but like where they have now outdoor spaces for these musicians to come and do mm-hmm. nights in the summer. And so you can still be outside and you can experience some of the local, you yep. know, businesses and music and whatever. So it is pretty cool. Even with the COVID stuff, I mean, in, in Fergus, there's in the last couple months and then now even through the rest of the year, there's some place with live music every weekend. Like yeah. there's no reason why you can't go find somebody something. playing something. Sure. So 
I think it's just, I don't know. I didn't grow up in Fergus. I grew up in Breck, and that's even smaller. Ugh. I know, I know, I know. I right? I I know. Looked, right? We both Ugh. looked at each other and were like, oh, <laughs> oh gross. Those oh. dang cowboys, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Look at us. We couldn't move a mile away to pay lower <laughs> right? taxes. Right? Um, but, <laughs> Not crossing that river. But I feel like, so again, I didn't grow up here, so maybe this was happening the whole time. But I feel like lately there has been so much more energy and effort to promote arts and like this music stuff just seems to be bigger than it was when we were kids maybe is that i don't know is that accurate here i don't know i I was was not you were not paying attention i was not paying attention i wasn't paying attention to adult things (laughs) there were (laughs) we had stubs right like i mean that was culture when we were kids you never went to stubs (laughs) no i was not a cool kid at all well okay my parents wouldn't let me go to stubs because Bad things happen there, like dancing. <laughs> like, like dancing. awesomeness? Well, yeah. yeah. There was a slide. <laughs> there was a slide? Indoors. Wow. Yeah, you really missed out. I did miss out. The dancing and the slide. Anyway. Yeah. I no. just think I just think it's cool, and I feel like there's more promotion and excitement about arts and kind of those cultural things I was such, lately. So, I I'm so sorry too. that you were yeah. such a nerd, but I think it's cool. It's fine. How did you, so you got, how do you know, how did you get roped and not roped into this, but like, <laughs> how are you connected Mr. to Mr. Carlson? So you are, so we went to, to the, we both are from Fergus and we went to the same high school, but you are five, four years. Well, how old are you? 93 is when I graduated. So I was like, you are not 93. I look great for 93. You do. You look, I look horrible <laughs> for 46, so you're which five, is you're my You're five years age. ahead of me. Mr. Carlson is a couple years below me. So that's a yep. pretty good difference. So somewhere you met somehow and like, how did this little yeah. venture well, so he was the lead guitarist and other things in Radio On. Oh, yes. And uh-huh. I used... I did go to those concerts. For my, for my first special that I recorded at Acme in Minneapolis, I asked them if I could use one of their songs. Awesome. So and so cool. we kind of got together through that um, and, and some other things. But yeah, basically that's, that's when we first really started really started talking because I was a huge fan of Radio On. They're yeah. so stinking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, see, I keep forgetting about when you, so I'm going to jump, we're just jumping all over the place, but when you, so you ready, yeah, Ah, hopscotch, what do you got, what do you got, hopscotch, wow, you do look nimble, I I said you look nimble, but I went to Walgreens before I came here and there are two (laughs) doors that open when you're on the outside, I was going to go in the right one because I didn't see anyone coming and then a woman was walking out, (laughs) so I off of my right foot jumped way over. Wow. It wasn't like a gazelle, but in my head, it seemed like it. Yeah. And uh, I felt really good about the job. See, I thought that story was going a totally different direction. So thanks for that. Yeah. That's good. Wow. So you you said so far that like, so you were kind of class clowny, but not necessarily. And then you you went to college and then you started doing stand up when you're in your 20s. So like when, when, like what, do you have a story or a moment where all of a sudden you figured out like, this is what I, this is what I want to do? Like, was there some magical thing or was it, you did it a few times and they paid you money. So you're like, this ain't so bad. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I I think that that was always the goal. So I, I, you know, I was having to bartend and do other things to supplement my income, obviously, but that was always the goal was to keep, to keep gaining momentum and Mm -hmm. being able to get out on the road and do um, you know, more things more for things. more money and, and everything like that. So, and do you feel like from such a small community, like you have to go, like you went to the cities to kind of get started? Like, is that kind right. of the thing? Like, 
how do you how do you like say there's you know a kid sitting here thinking like this is what I want to do like sure. how do we kind of pull that out of these communities instead of having to send do you know what does that mean <laughs> you're looking at me well, like no, what's going on no yeah I, I understand what you're saying and <clears throat> or what you're asking and it's tough because what you need is yeah. if people know you you need a very non-judgmental yeah crowd you need yeah. people with very quick uh erasable memories <laughs> because you want to give this person the opportunity to be themselves but you don't want to hold it against them once the show's over sure right yeah i have uh tried my hardest to stay out of this area just for my kids sake. Yeah. I tried to separate professional life and personal life as much as I could. Yep. And so that is hard. Yeah. You know, while, while I would love to have a bunch of people doing stand up here, you know, it's, it's tough. You might have a really funny bit. That's pretty dark. Right. And then someone sees you at Walgreens jumping out of the way of the door and you're like, Oh, you're that person that did that. I was going to say, thank you, but forget it. Right. <laughs> you know, there can be some, some yeah. judginess and some rumor mill stuff yeah. here. I've experienced it and I'm not trying to crap on the town, but no, you all but, know that I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. listening. We all live here. Every, every, yeah. Well, and that's a, uh, and that's, that's true everywhere, right? Like anywhere, anywhere you go. And that's one of the things when we've had these conversations um, specifically, but other ones as well is that, there, when you really dig down to it, like even even the premise of having these um, conversations where we're trying to just get at the differences between different living in different places, when it comes down to it, every place is the same. Like they they all have their own little quirks or whatever, but essentially they're populated by people, and people right. are wonderful and they're jerks. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> yes. So I was just golfing, and I was working in Phoenix, but I was on a golf course. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking to this guy who lived in Alexandria for a long time and he lives in Phoenix now because he got transferred. And I said, so what do you think of it here? I mean, this has got to be great, right? It's always sunny. And he said, uh, well, there's no community. Mm. No, Nobody mm. knows right. each other. Sure. And uh, I said, well, that has to suck on one side of things. Right. But then also there's no gossip. Right. Because nobody knows anything, right. anybody. So there's always good with bad. There's yeah. always bad with good, no matter yep. where you go. So, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember uh, in a period of my life when uh, let's just say some things that weren't going so well for me. Um, okay. And I just, it was hard to live in this town because I believed that everybody knew everything. Oh yeah. And I didn't even want to go to the grocery store because I might run into somebody I know. We're going to Phoenix and living in a community where nobody asked me any questions. Well, it's so kind of nice, really nice for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to check right. out for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But mm -hmm. But, but it's also nice. So we said good with the bad. Yeah. It's also nice to know that you could have gone to the grocery store and you could have run into someone that really cares about you during that time. Yeah. Yes. So that, again, good with bad. No, it is. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. So is that, um, when, if you were someone, I'm so glad you did that because I, I stumbled over like three <laughs> questions today. So it makes me feel better. When you, People are like, are they recording this on tape and right? it melted? Yeah. What happened? Yes. We'll <laughs> claim that. It is <clears> on tape. I don't even remember what I was going to say anymore. Something about <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That's people all I heard. do. Now that you have, you have had a, a fairly successful career. I mean, I, I consider your career successful. Is it successful? Do you call it successful? That's what I wanted. You're, you're making, right. I mean, I, I don't have a yacht. You're making a living. But doing I, what you it's love. what I wanted to do. I haven't right. had a boss in 23 years. And you still, nice. That's fabulous. You're still traveling all over the place. Do you, do you still have people trying to woo you to like, you need to move to LA, you need to move to New York or like, well, do, do you have conversations about like, cause I can only assume that you meet a lot of people who are like, why the heck do you still live out in 
in I do have those conversations. I mean, the important people in my life, in in the, my career and my life, mm-hmm. my, like my, they know my friend. They know that it's just not going. It's just anywhere. not you. So, uh, you know, I'll get calls from agents or whatever, and they're the real flashy, like, you know, hey, it's a three thousand dollars suit. You guys like my saltwater fish tank? <laughs> I also host a radio show. I go back to Moose in the morning. I know, but it's just always that. And, you know, I know those guys. I know what they're doing. Yeah. I know they're trying to make a living. Yeah. I know they're trying to get 10%. Mm-hmm. But they always, they always, always say, well, this is where TV is, or this is where this is. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not ever going to move. I might move for a winter because I am getting yep. old enough where I yep. can feel it in my bones. Yep. I used to always uh-huh. laugh when... Older people would say that when I was younger, they go, I can feel it in my bones. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I have a t-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. And yep. now, I mean. <laughs> right. now, yes. Now it is. You uh, have a t-shirt on. And 46 I, degrees out and you're bundled up with a I, yeah, and, Absolutely. Yes. I, yeah. Well, you're older than I am. Oh, absolutely. I sure am. <laughs> I most definitely appreciate the, like, let's move for the winter. Mm-hmm, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you just said you probably never moving. So like you're, you don't have, you're not one of those people who had a timestamp that, cause a lot of times people will move back, raise their, oh, to, to raise, raise the their kids. children. Yeah. And then as soon as that's done, then they're out of, they're out of here. There are times where I will have a flight delay during my layover from Minneapolis to Fargo. Oh. And I will think, you know, talk to my daughter when I get home be like, just so you know, when you graduate and you hear a helicopter land on the roof, it's coming to get me because I'm leaving immediately. <laughs> It's too far away from stuff, yeah. but that's just me, you know, yeah. being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Are your so your your daughter is, is she, has she graduated? graduated? She's a junior. She's a junior. Yeah. So uh, so after this whole COVID lockdown, we took a year off, and then I had to tell my manager, "Hey, I'm taking the summer off," and she was like, "Well, that doesn't make sense. We kind of have some making oh, up this to year, do, this summer." Oh, you so you're working now currently? I'm yes. I was just in Denver, and then yeah, I have so- a week off. And then I go to Spokane, Washington and Tacoma, Washington. Sure. And then I am off until uh, September 15th. And you did that so you could? On purpose, because I love it. That was one of the things that with the priority rearranging during all of this is it's my daughter's junior year. So this is going to be her last full summer. I don't know what she's planning on doing. Right. Who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah. So I'm going to stay home all summer and we're just going to have the best time in the whole wide world. I'm going to have oh, those awesome. three friends up for those shows. Yeah. So that'll be really fun. And mm-hmm. I, I just really looking forward to, it's almost like you make it through winter here. Oh my <laughs> there gosh. has to be. <laughs> yes. There's got to be some sort of re- like treat. Yeah. Yes. You reward. earned it. You e- earned it. Eating, yes. a, eating a burnt chicken breast only because you know you get ice cream afterwards. Sure. Yes. I mean, the temperatures are reversed, yeah. but you get it. Tammy's yeah. all over that. Oh, gosh. I was just lamenting that in a couple of weeks, as soon as it gets warm, I won't be able to get a hold of her anymore because she's usually <laughs> usually at the it's lake in a for floaty. It's time yep. Right, exactly. So yep. all of my messages are returned at like 1130 at yeah. night. Yep. It's summertime. And you teach. Yeah. So, so I have the summer off. You don't have anything. Aren't you done? It's amazing. Yeah. Like finals next, week is this week. Is this week? Yeah. So yep. then you're done next week? And yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, you should really look into that life. It's pretty great. <laughs> I should really do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to, I have all my notes here. I'm ready. Yeah. I did it again. Wow. Read away. I'm going to quit. Wow. Read away. No, I'm trying to remember. I have my scribbling notes. That I can go back to the things that you said. Um, you mentioned you did, you were, 
So you mentioned that you are not religious anymore or not so much religious. That's, I don't know what the word you used. I don't either. And I remember it, it was something you didn't, we feel like comfortable saying you're not religious at all. So you, added a, you added a little tag on the I front. I wouldn't go to Rancho Cucamonga and teach Bible school. You wouldn't do that again. Correct. Even if that was a free trip to California. in the Correct. Middle, in the, even if it was in the middle of winter. Correct. <laughs> what about Mexico? I would not teach Bible school anywhere on planet earth. <laughs> So Even you're in saying winter, there's a chance <laughs> for the moon. No, um, I I remember you as a youth leader when I was a kid. So when I was sure. a youth kid, I don't know. Do you remember me at all? Absolutely. The, you don't. Oh, wow. You do. yeah. Oh, good. Um, I remember being just in absolute awe of you, and because you were the because fu- you were the funny guy. You were like the cool the cool leader, the funny guy, but Aww. also terrified because you were always. <laughs> Leading the leading guys out of cabins in the middle of the night to prank other people, and yeah, I remember true. that part when I said I was really wow. lame and said like I was the super lame kid, and I would yeah. never have thought to, I would not want to get it wrapped up in that. But I do remember yeah. that um, thinking even back then what you were talking about when 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 they asked you, which I was like, who decided that this was a good idea for <laughs> him to go? Let's put him in charge of a. Of a cabin full of 14-year-old boys. Well, they put me in charge of mostly the rambunctious children. Which is kind of... Which is probably good. I think it was a good match. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, I still talk to... Some of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And so, so that was, that was great for me. I probably wasn't the the greatest, uh, teacher of the Bible sure. or teacher, but I tried to be a good example, yeah. even though yeah. I, I was asked to leave young life <laughs> for, for some things for some things that had happened. I, uh, I had a friend of mine that was when I was a senior, he was a freshman. And so when I was 21, he was a senior, mm. but I had grown up with him. He was like a little brother to me. Yeah. And so he asked me if I would buy him beer for his senior party. And without even thinking about you didn't even do the, the young math. Life you didn't connection. do the math I just at all. Said, of, just course, said, of course, I'll little brother. Yeah. Of course I will. That's what I do. And then, uh, then you know, that's you can't do that. That's against the rules. So I was asked to leave, and but I still, like I said, I still do talk to some of those guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, some of that, I mean, some of your your religious upbringing. Would you would you call that? Were you? I don't know. It makes it into your comedy. Yeah, some of it does. Yep. Yeah. Um. Um. What, I mean, do you mind if I ask? Like, so what, what, I mean, you were, you said you were religious earlier and now you're not as much, but you still like to make fun of it. Sure. Well, I don't. Is that cause it's just, cause it's easy. <laughs> well, I mean, cause it is easy. It is easy to make fun of religion. Yes. Certainly because you'll have half of the population. Right. Guaranteed laughing. Yeah. I mean, my, I'm calling my, my new hour, the mixed reviews tour. Oh, that's because excellent. you can say. Oh, these leftist weenies <laughs> and 49.1% of Americans will laugh. And you can say, oh, these right wing nut jobs the and 49.4% yeah. <laughs> will laugh. Yeah. Right. So, and the other ones are 1.5% or passed out or, well, they just, they're like, they don't <laughs> vote. So they don't get an opinion on anything. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of religion. I'm just giving my outtake on it. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, I don't know, telling <laughs> telling little tiny kids that, you know, two of every animal were on a boat, and then there was a rainbow. I mean, that's kind of tricky. <laughs> I, 
Okay. That's a, it's a little it's a little tricky when when later on you might use those little kids when they're like, let's say, I don't know, 18 for their vote yeah. or something sure. like that. Yeah. Sure. I think it's a little tricky at times. And so I would like to see, you know, maybe religion not get introduced to people till they're 13. <laughs> when you started with a th- I thought you were going to say 30 cuz that there's so many, we've talked on the show about lots of different issues and there's so many uh, studies out now that talk about, you know, you're basically the critical decision-making part of your brain isn't done until you're 20, 21. So yeah, like, I mean, maybe, I think, I think for 25. men, it's 25, 25, like, they, like, so I, maybe yeah. we should wait until 25 and then introduce some of these things. Yeah. I, I just think you should have, you should get a crack at it. Yeah. And when you're a little kid, you shouldn't get to use rainbows and cute animals. I just think it's a little... It's like cheating. I don't want to say brainwashy because that's not what I mean, but it is tricky. Sure. Yeah. I think it is tricky and I think it's I think it's unfair. Um, I do think it makes for some really interesting conversations. Like um, my younger kids are just around that 11, almost 12-ish kind of age okay. where they're starting to like question some of those stories from, you know, vacation Bible school when they were tiny. Right. And like, wait a minute, like try to think this through. And so I just think it makes for some really interesting conversations when this is the story that has been used to to teach kids all of these moral lessons, right. For so many years. And then like they start to think critically, Mm -hmm. which is great. I'm, I'm encouraging them to think critically, you know, like you need to decide this for yourself, but like, Yes, I would agree. It's very (laughs) tricky. It makes for some very interesting conversations. Well, and and I think these stories are parables is what they are. I mean, you're supposed to take a lesson from them. Sure. But there are, there's a pretty big population of people in this country that believe it word for word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I think it causes a lot of trouble. I think that there are 12 year old kids that don't get to be themselves for six years of their life because they can't come out to anybody until they're 18. I think that's not fair. I think it's almost cruel. And I think that you shouldn't be using a book that's about forgiveness to do that shit. Oh, there we go. There's my first one. <laughs> that's right. You got that's me fired okay. up. That was fine. No, that was you, fine. You got me fired up. So, so you know, and, and again, I'm gonna, I'll say this. Just as much as I think no one can know if there's, if you, you, someone could say, I know for, for a fact God exists. And I say, well, I know for a fact that he doesn't. I can't say that because I don't know that. Sure. But just like I don't know that, that other person doesn't know that either. So I think it's just a, it's going to be like the best surprise in the world <laughs> or you're or, not going to, or you're just lights out. Not. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the, the things that I enjoy and I, it's not, I mean, it's not. Can I pause you? Yeah. Because I also want to say, if someone's listening to this, that's one of those people that believes every single thing, they're yeah. going to go, well, you won't get a nice surprise because you don't believe. You don't get to go to heaven. And here's here's where I stand on that. <laughs> if Jesus Christ doesn't let you in or God or St. Peter or whoever is running the gates at that time, <laughs> if they don't let you in when you've done your best to be a good, empathetic human being, then send me on down to the party years because I just don't care. All right. I just listen. I know who's listening, and it's it's this town. We got some. There could be some people that really think that there might be some people. Yeah. Um. That Chad Daniels at gmail.com. There you go. You don't have to bug <laughs> these two with no. your complaints. Bug me. No. Um. What a. I love the conversation. What is great about I think comedy in general, and I think yours is a good example of this, is that for the most part, what you're doing is just is you're asking questions. You you see things that are 
incongruous. Mm-hmm. And then then you you're gonna yeah. ask questions about that, mm-hmm. like the whatever. Which one did you use? The example you of, mentioned the arc. Oh, the arc, yeah. or like you know, like the uh, rainbow. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you get you don't get terribly political in your in your comedy? Are you a politically like I don't want to say active minded uh, whatever, yeah. or do you just try to stay away from it? Or what's your, I don't try to stay away from it because I think it's important and it's a it's you just did a, a shoulder thing. So I'm. This was a long, this is a, this is a tough election. Yes. For me, (laughs) for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, there are people not talking to family members because of an election and masks. This was a, this was a difficult time for people to be divided. And so I am doing a ton of political stuff this hour, but I am, I am poking holes in both sides sides because I want, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I'm just like, can we laugh about it and be done yelling about it? Right. Because mm. this was too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tough. You get, you get people that that would swear their allegiance to a person. Mm-hmm. And then you get other people that go, well, I can't trust a guy that won't admit when he's wrong. Yeah. And then that's a big clash, especially here. Yeah. So um, it, it, when you said, are you religious? Or excuse me. When you said, are you political? It yeah. was, uh, I did. I, I know I pulled my shoulders back because I was like, here like, we go. Okay. Here's another one. <laughs> here this is. one might be an F-bomb. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was just, it was a long time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was stressful, of course. And I am glad that uh, that things are are changing. You didn't find it, um, you didn't find it like great for low-hanging fruit for your comedy. Like, because some people just made hay in the comedy world. Right. I, I didn't want to do it while it was happening. Sure. Plus you're on vacation because of the COVID. <clears throat> right. Exactly. COVID vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That going on. Yeah. So, you know, people that listen to my podcast say, oh, you did pick some low hanging fruit. And it's like, no, I didn't. That wasn't a joke. That's exactly what I meant. And it was not supposed <laughs> to be funny. It wasn't funny right. at all. Yeah. So, uh, oh. <laughs> but, but I'm really having fun now because I was in Oklahoma City Tuesday and Wednesday of last week, and then Denver Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Oklahoma City, clearly very red, mm-hmm. and Denver very blue. Yeah. And it's really fun to get to poke at both. both. And I will tell you this about conservatives, way better sense of humor than liberals. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a liberal. Awesome. I'm going to write that down. I mean, conser- because- We get one point in our column. I mean, yeah. the, 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 jo- the joke is conservatives don't- uh, you know, they laugh at everything without even turning around to see if it's okay. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty good. Thank you. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's well, now you said one point in your column. Does that mean you're conservative? Um, that's he a good question. He likes to think that he is. So when we, so when we started this little uh, deal, so I'll, you're going to get more backstory now. Tammy and I have been friends for a long time. Yeah. Um, and we would constantly end up whenever there was a party or a group meeting or whatever, eventually it was she and I in a room arguing about politics. Okay. And, and I grew up conservative. I was a Republican for a long time. Um, I have been broken by my party in the last, I thought it was the last four years, but the more I dig into it, I've realized it's been like 15 years coming. Okay. I still consider myself conservative, the way I define conservatism. Sure. A lot of people. Fiscally? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So then Tammy, are you liberal? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. No. Uh, so She's wonderful. <laughs> let me ask you this. Yeah, this is cool. I love it. Do, do you think a, an American citizen that was born here would walk here from Nicaragua with two bottles of water? 
and and make it. Wait a minute, we already are here though. You, I understand. You were born here. Do you think if you flew them to Nicaragua, they'd be able to? Here, here's why I say this: <laughs> because those same people say, "Oh, we don't need any more right. lazy people," and it's like, well, I don't know about that because. I've done the mileage to Nicaragua. Yeah, it's a and long it ways. A very long ways. Yeah, and so it's I don't, hot. I don't necessarily know if that's lazy and coming to, you know, take take whatever. So my so we should have him back when we I talk know, about immigration. I was just gonna say so, <laughs> as defined by me, my at least currently, my my form of conservatism is a general just lean towards um, smaller government if possible, and and as close to the the decision-making should be as close to the bottom as possible. So I think the way I described it is like, I'm an inverted pyramid. I want the federal government to as little as possible. Sure. State government does more local government. When it comes down to like, I just offered you my studio, when it comes down to neighborliness, I'm a socialist. Like, sure. You need something. I got it. Let's do it. Um, So not so much like, I don't want Nicaraguans to come here. I'm, I think, right. I think currently, so this is a part of the problem is that the party that I thought I was part of, doesn't exist anymore. Okay. I, I believed in a, in a party that existed maybe 20 years ago. And even then it probably didn't really exist, but that's the vision that I had. Yeah. Um, and which I, 20 years ago, the Republicans were the ones who wanted more immigration. Democrats didn't want it yeah. because it was, it was screwing with the unions. Now we flipped. So yeah. anyways, I mean, and I, I think you said inverted pyramid. I think that liberals do that with empathy. Sure. I think that, you will talk to a liberal and they will go, well, you, we have to send money to this country and we have to do this. And oh my God, we have to worry about this. And they don't know their neighbor's name. Sure. And that, that bothers me Yeah, because it's like, if we start local, I don't know if you know how ripples work, but they don't come in. (laughs) They don't come in. They don't come down either. (laughs) Yeah. So if you, if you were just, if you were able to, you know, Again, you, you said you, you want local government to do most of the thing. If, if we start and we're nice and we're taking care of this, yeah. then it spreads, yeah. right? Hopefully. That's, Hopefully. That's, the, that's the theory there. Yeah. Um, you talked about immigration. No, you talked about immigration. Well, I did. And then yeah. you said you're going to have a oh, yeah. whole thing about yeah. immigration. And here's my immigration policy. And I have uh, told this on the special that uh, Ryan Carlson, his song was on. Oh, okay. But I said... Um, I think that we should let people from other countries come here mm-hmm. for two weeks, look around, <laughs> and then challenge people to their citizenship. Oh, and if, and seriously, if, like if they can pass the test, or they, you know, if they get a better score on the test, if they can out American you, yeah, and I mean that in a good way, yeah. not like jumping your monster truck, yes. right? Uh, they if, get your if, spot, then they get your spot, and then <laughs> then you we trade, and we wow. have the literally not just saying it and putting it on a bumper sticker. We literally have the greatest, the greatest country, country in the world. That's pretty good. You and Rudy Giuliani will be right together. He wants trial by combat. If you don't recall. Well, I just, uh, trial by combat. I try to let my hair dye set. <laughs> you like it, let it sit before don't I take you remember a... that when he was at the rally and he was like, when he was, yeah, yeah he was like, we need wow. to have trial by combat. It's basically the same policy. Well, not combat, actually. <laughs> Trial just, by... <laughs> talking about taking a test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're, not, already, we're we, not so much about the guns. Yeah, we already uh, we already do. I mean, that's basically, that's a frustrating thing for me is that's what the citizen, like if you're going to become a citizen of the United States, any brand new citizen is 10 times smarter in American history, civics or anything than any Easily. natural born, not any. Most. Any given 
natural citizens. 98%. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I feel comfortable saying that. Terribly, yeah. That's terribly frustrating. Yeah. I also like guns. You brought up guns? I do. <laughs> I mean, I like responsible gun owners. I don't like guns that can shoot a whole bunch of people in a row. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't like those. Yeah. yeah. But I, li- I like that people get to go out and they get to do their thing. Go shoot, hunting. They get to shoot deer. Yeah. So we don't hit them yep. and they don't starve to right. death. That's right. good. And then they make meat and they give it to their neighbors. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for your new, your new, what are you, your new, is it a special? No, it's just a, it's an album. Uh, it will be, you mean this one I'm writing yeah, right now? Yeah, the one you're writing now. What do it you call will, it again? The it will be, well, it's equal, the tour is called the Mixed Reviews Tour. The mixed Reviews. Yeah, I don't know what the album will be called okay. when it comes out, but. No. I'm, I'm having a ton of fun doing it. I know that. <laughs> the, uh, one of the things I enjoy about a lot of your sets too, is that you push, you push people into uncomfortable situations. And then more than any other comedian that I've heard, call people out for when they won't like when you'll bring them across a bridge and it was okay to, to laugh at this, but then you take it one logical step further and then they're like, I'm not going to do that. Yep. And you just, it's beautiful. Well, that's very nice of you. It's beautiful because because we are all hip, we are all hypocrites if we if we allow Absolutely. ourselves to to let the thoughts go all the way to their conclusion. Yeah, um, and it's not accepting that that I think hinders us so much. That- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I love sitting down and writing the opening line that is going to make every single person fold their arms and start really questioning like what why am I here who they are yeah Yeah. right and then you kind of push them a little further and a little further and sometimes you get groans right away but five minutes later these same people that were groaning are now laughing because you've taken you've taken them right you're taking them all over here and right yeah lead them down the the highway to hell apparently (laughs) Uh oh whoa (laughs) where can people watch watch your stuff you said albums, like, is it like we just listen to it or can people watch? Yeah. So you can go to, uh, on iTunes, Pandora, okay. iTunes, Spotify, any of that stuff. Just type in Chad Daniels and you can watch both specials on Amazon prime. Oh, okay. Oh. And you, there's a, another thing that, that feels I did. like a big deal. I know Amazon you, prime. Are you know, nervous? We were, ner- you were nervous at the beginning and then you got comfortable and now you're like, Whoa, you're on Amazon prime. Wow. You would think so. <laughs> But it's it's just like uh, you just have to upload it. Oh, <laughs> I mean maybe it has to get passed. Yeah, I don't I think, really know. What I feel happened. like it's anyway. It's a big deal. You can yeah, watch it on Amazon it seems like Prime. A big yeah. Deal. Okay. Then cool. there's also a special uh, a documentary that I did with Tom Segura and Pete Lee on Amazon Prime, where we went to Asia and we did comedy in Asia, which was really really fun. Huh. So was it a documentary or it was is. it more just like a camera followed you while you went and did your comedy bits? It was a it was a documentary. The guy that owns Acme Comedy Company grew up oh. across the bay from Hong Kong. Wow. And I can't remember the name of the city. Acme in, in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis yep. from Hong Kong. Yep. Nice. And then he took us over there and he was trying to get the whole idea behind it was to get these people that were doing comedy in Asia to skip the to have the 80s boom, mm-hmm. but to skip the 90s drought. Oh. So he was trying to help them out. And he's, he, you know, he's such a great club owner. I mean, obviously the guy's like brilliant when it comes to owning a comedy club and so he went over there to kind of lend that. And then we were just, we were the magician's shiny thing in his hand <laughs> while he was doing something else over here. Sure. So cool. Very cool. It was fun. Awesome. Yeah. 
Um, do you have anything else? No. Um, we normally usually when we get to, I mean, we could, I would, I seriously yeah. would sit here like and we talk, could talk to you for, for a long time. four more hours. <laughs> usually that's where it gets even more fun. But, um, uh, we like to just, you know, you didn't, a lot of times when we have people on, you know, we're interviewing like a candidate or something like that. Sure. Uh, but is there anything else that you, is there anything you want to, is like a last word kind of thing. Is there anything that you were like, man, I really wanted to share this, or I wish we would have talked about that, or I wish he would have brought up. Anything, oh, we, I mean, anything we missed. Is there, there anything I want to share? Surely. But I mean, <laughs> you just said four hours. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know. Well, you said you get tired. I got from the text back and forth that you were you were worried about what time we were going to done. So I want. Oh, I just you, have to drive back out to the lake and my you, daughter's there. That's that was the only reason I was worried about time. Uh, what, what, <laughs> I, I seriously was like, man, how old is he? Well, how about I come back on <laughs> again time do, time sometime and yeah. we and we talk about this. But just uh, hey, d- hey, dads. Tell your kids you love them. Oh, oh, wow. That's we'll start there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think that uh, that parents have such a bigger responsibility than they would ever, ever know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that um, dads with their sons. Yeah. You know, talking yeah. to them about emotions and anger mm-hmm. and where all that comes from is is huge. Yeah. So now I know there are people listening like, oh, this sissy, <laughs> uh, how, how are you going to make it out to your lake in your Prius nerd? But, uh, <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, it, it, it really is. Cause, cause boys, yeah. teenage boys have no clue how to deal with what's going on yeah. and they think they're angry. And when you break it down, you're like, no, you're embarrassed. Yeah. You were embarrassed about something. You're not mad about it. Yep. Yeah. So if, if we can get there, then we can lose all the anger. Yeah. We both have, so your, so your son 15. is 15 mm-hmm. and mine's 16. I only, so I have four kids. Oliver's the oldest. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, it's hard. It's hard. It's very it's hard. so hard. Yeah. And there's so many times where I'm just like, I have to leave the room. Yeah. He's not doing anything. And he is irritating the crap out of me. Sure. Like, like he's literally just existing. And I don't know why. There's something about his existence right now that is driving me up the wall. <laughs> uh, and it's, that's yeah, tough. Yeah. That's good. I would love to hear some wise words from. Well, no, no, I, I don't have any wise words. No, just, uh, say, just, just say you love your children. Tell your children. I, I would them. just say, yeah. And if you can, if you can listen to them and not get too aggravated, yeah. um, you know, do it. Especially because. If you if you look at every single domestic terrorism act that has happened, yeah, you could link it back to a dad that just didn't know. It gets passed down, yeah. So it's yeah. nobody's fault. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just saying if we could just reset and start that, mm-hmm. I think hopefully it would be be a start, step in the right direction. Sure. I we think. have just covered so many things in such a short time. Yeah. Like a little bit of parenting expertise, a little bit of immigration poli- like politics, religion. We're all over the place. We yeah. have. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we kind of covered the whole thing. Yeah. But we uh-huh. could probably spend, like I said, four hours on each one of those. Oh, but I sure. hope what people really concentrate on is the fact that I won, I beat Heather 10 to 2 yes, there so, many times <laughs> so many times in Mr. Carpenter's and class. And look where it brought you. Boom. That's amazing. Boom. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right. Okay. Mine's not Minnesota related, go so next. I'm going to go first. There yes. So the NFL draft happened and I'm sure you Which were paying is, a ton I of attention. I was paying attention. <gasps> wow. No, I wasn't. I was going to say what? <laughs> the only reason I know it happened is because my dumb Twitter feed was mm, plugged full. full of people like yeah. tweeting stuff. 
I don't like it when people tweet. If you're going to live tweet something, you yeah. need to tag what you're talking about. Ooh, because sure. people do that. They just tweet like, yeah. oh, I can't believe he said that. And then there's like no. What did he say? Right, it's not tagged to a person. And Mike's like, do I need to care like, about this care or about is this right, sports? Right. <laughs> what did Biden do now? Right. Right. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So um, I didn't really follow much of this other than, um, you know, the Chicago Bears apparently drafted like the Bears. a franchise quarterback. I don't know exactly what that, what means, that means, but I'm excited about it. Right. That. Okay. It could be good. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, why are you excited about that? Do you like the Bears? Well, yes. Oh. As much as I like football, you I like cheer for <laughs> I cheer for the Bears when they play against the Vikings. My, the Bears. my family's from Chicago. Oh. Like I was just raised that way. You it's weren't a, raised in Chicago, thing. though. No, no, mm-hmm. but your no. family is from. So they have a, my so family of origin. Yes, is it. that is that make sense? My dad's family. Anyway, okay. So one cool story that came out. Um, there were several cool stories from the draft day, but um, running back Najee Harris. He was drafted by the Steelers, first round draft pick. So apparently that means he's real good. Um, he stopped by the homeless shelter in California where he used to live. He threw a big draft party for residents there, fed them. You know, like it was just a big oh, fun thing. Wow. Yeah. So first of all. I love this for many reasons, but first, I love that there are some folks who find their way out of horrible circumstances. Like, it's rare, but it does happen, and those stories are so encouraging and hopeful. And second, I love that this dude comes back. Like, it's probably the biggest day of his life this far. Yep, and he comes back and takes care of people who are struggling like he used to. And I just think that is the coolest thing. So, way to go, Mr. Harris. Sweet. And also, I mean, good luck, unless you're playing Chicago Bears. I don't even know if they play the Bears, but whatever. I have to say that. Running back, they're the ones that catch the ball, <laughs> right? They, no, they're the ones that no, run with the ball. those are the, run, the, the runner balls. They run the, the ball. The, <laughs> they run the ball. The running backs run with the yes, ball. the receivers, the receivers receive through the ball. Yes, got it. yes. Got it. I got it now. <laughs> we are good at the sports. Yeah, we really are. tight end. <laughs> they wear tight pants. Well, in the we'll keep it in the in the sports world of wild yeah. world, the sports theme. Yes. Um, so Minnesota has become the new or is going to become the new home of the USA curling. Yeah. I know. So we are snatching the headquarters away from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. So this is already kind great. Kind of a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, Wisconsin. We win. That's right. Uh, their new facilities are going to be located at the Vikings Viking Lakes campus, which is this new redonkulous it is, complex. Yeah, it is a huge, big thing. Yes. Down, yeah. um, I don't remember where that is now. It's mm. like, it's in one of the sub, southern, southwestern suburbs. Yeah. egan Yeah, there I you go. Like egan. egan. Yep. Yeah. And like, so the Vikings built their practice facility there and they're just developing out this huge, it's, it it's, is ridiculous. It is. It's very, very large. Very it's a large. whole city within the city. There kind was of thing. A, a, many years, not many years ago, but a few years ago, there was a lot of hubbub because this building has like these giant lighted signs on them and across the road, the interstate is like a, like a residential neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we don't want to glow. All so they had on. to figure out how to dim the lights a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, so we stole the curling USA curling from Wisconsin. That's awesome. But obviously Wisconsin's not happy about that, but I just thought this was awesome. The leaders of USA curling feel that the new site and move will raise the sports profile in the Midwest. I thought that was funny. I don't know about that. I mean, but because it's not like it moved from Connecticut right. <laughs> to like, we it's need to really up our profile. Yeah, like it, you no. moved it from one Midwest state far. to another state. Right. Yeah. Basically, they got wooed by a big fancy new place is right. what that is. But yeah. I don't care because we have it's it now. Cool. Yeah. And curling is a dumb sport Yeah. that is 
annoyingly entertaining to watch. It's inter- interesting that you can call some of these things a sport. Now, don't at me, all you curling no, we're gonna folks. Get it. What do you call curling people? Curlers. What are they? Like, they're not... Aren't they are they curlers? players? Teammates? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, don't at me, whoever <laughs> you are. That, yeah. tight ends. <laughs> it's just interesting that, like, you work with a broom and you're... At, anyway. I, it looks hard. Like, it, can you imagine? I don't understand any of it. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And we talked about trying it because apparently there's a facility in Fargo now. Yeah. Um, so a couple of years ago, we talked about doing a date night thing there. Um, we never did because burr, but whatever. It'd be fun to try. Burr. It'd be fun to try. Sure. But I just, it doesn't seem super like athletic, right. you know, so that well, we could do that. Cause I'm sure it's not, very hard, but it makes not. no sense to me. What are they? What it's like, I'm, I'm we're going to get in trouble now. We are. We are going to get it's in like, big trouble. It's like, what do people say about bowling? Basically, if it's a sp- if you can smoke while doing it, <laughs> it's not really a that sport. Qualifier. That's like the qualifier. And I can totally smoke. can see a whole bunch of dudes at the curling club with cigarettes hanging out of there. Yes. All right. Here yeah. we go. And probably up until probably. a few years ago, they were doing they, that. And drinking beers. Yeah. And, yes. If you can drink a beer. While you do your it's sport. Maybe not. Yeah. No. Okay, but anyway, we're excited really cool. for Minnesota. It's we're really excited for Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the better side of that, you know, border. Woohoo. Ooh, your sister's going to add us now. That's probably true. <laughs> anyway, All right. That's nice. That's nice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. <laughs>